Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 439. Hello. I just realized that we never, like, tell people our names. What if this is somebody's first podcast oh, I guess of so. ours? I think we we had discussed that uh, originally a long time ago. We also, when we'd go around the room during, like, recording, making sure, hey, Derek, are you, what uh, book are you going to read, or Kevin, or this, that, or Matt? However, yeah, they did want to always say it in the beginning so everyone would go around the room, hi, it's me. I thought it was dumb to do that every week because every week would be a little bit, but then we kind of fell on a once a month we thing. We just assume that everybody knows who we are at this point. Lis- I figure if they're still listening, you know, yeah. they're, they're hardcore. They should know that I am Tony. Tony. I can't even say my name. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, oh that perfect. I love it. <laughs> you just learned everything you need to know. Shut about up, Lons. <laughs> I'm Linz. And that is how you pronounce it. <laughs> and we have this wonderful podcast. Which you're listening to now, and I hope you enjoy. Because we really love it. That's why we still do it, even though we're not sure if anybody listens. <laughs> Uh, no, we do know that we have listeners. We do know that uh, you have fun listening to our antics. Uh, we got into some reviews again this week, like we do every week. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point of the <laughs> podcast, Tony. <laughs> Maybe I'm just having a little too much fun with you today, Linz. It was that seltzer. Uh, we talked a little bit of water for the vision. Damn it. What the fuck? We just need to finish this. Up, or else you're gonna lose all fucking ability. Word, to word speak. salad. Yeah. <laughs> we did things. We did things. We talked about things and and things and more things. So grab a cold one and enjoy listening to those things. With Drunk on Comics podcast episode four hundred and thirty nine. Ooh, creamy. Ooh, creamy. <laughs> it sounds better when I say it. <laughs> That has more to do with our off-recording t- <laughs> off topic, too. Those are the best titles. Well, I, I would want to kind of start off with, obviously, there's... There's no one in the world, even some lost island off the coast of Madagascar, has seen the Bernie memes. Yeah, the- it's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot of. I I described it as a palate cleanser, right? Because it's so it, so organic and just how yeah, just it really brought a lot of people together. Um, yeah. It. But even when I'm just like, okay, there's enough. And then I see another one and I just go, oh my God, I love that one even more. My high school cheerleading coach. So when I was in high school, which was 20 years ago, 22 years ago by now, my cheerleading coach from when I was in high school made her own Bernie meme, which tells me that it's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, I, seeing some of, like, even real, like, 
bans. Like their whole their pages of maybe it's a public uh, publicist or something, but just seeing Guar posting pictures yeah. with with the Bernie and it. I obviously did that uh, with when I was playing D and D the other night online with friends. I inserted him and. God, I'm not good at photoshopping. <laughs> it looked like you were trying to make him a Star Wars ghost. He had like this aura around him, like he was trying to come through the force. To I was talk just throwing him guys. over the map screen, so it didn't cover <laughs> one of the other people who was playing. But uh, yeah, that I still think my the wor- the one of the first ones I saw, which was just the world uh, where's Waldo screened, and then someone inserted him. That was the first one that I really was like starting to see these and then more and more have come about mm-hmm. some meta some in even more memory and i don't know i just i'm quite uh happy that the world is is doing this yes it's gonna die down pretty soon but it's gonna be just like the the epstein killed himself type <laughs> things so which that again that we're was gonna get fun. a hulu special about the bernie meme in about a year because that just came out <laughs> oh really the epstein who killed epstein documentary quote unquote documentary just came out on Hulu. What what's that about? Like I don't know. Who killed fucking Jeffrey Epstein? That's what it's about. <laughs> it's and a bunch I'm of sure they answer it. Yeah. bullshit. They're stop talking about it to people. You're gonna bring it to life. Do you not learn anything from comic books? <laughs> well I do wanna say uh besides the Birmingham and everything, uh I've also gone on uh, Wish lately. I mm. finally got that stimulus check, so I'm going to... Uh... Spend it on really <laughs> cheap Chinese bullshit and stimulate that Chinese economy. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I'm looking at weird shit, just like... There's a lot of weird yes, fucking... But I went I've down never... a rabbit hole of men's underwear one day. So, you know, on Facebook, <laughs> when those ads show up of just weird shit or friends go like, what is this? I have never once on the Wish app, like, found that stuff. And in fact... The stuff, the few things that I've bought from Wish are kind of unique, cool little gadgets. Like, I'm still waiting on this little mini crossbow that shoots little toothpicks. Like, for like five bucks, that was kind of a funny thing that I can Mm. get. And anyways, uh, finally I was like, let's look out weird stuff. So I typed in actually weird. Yeah. There was a a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff. Uh, this, This book was something. Undercover clitoris. <gasps> Orgasmic fingertip touching every woman craves. What the fuck does that mean? I don't Orgasmic know. Orgasmic fingertip touching every woman craves. The mystery of the undercover clitoris by a doctor. Dr. Sadie Allison. It's a tickle kitty case file. <laughs> See, I took the screenshot of that being like. Did you order this? No. It's $27? Yes. I was like, okay, what the hell is the reviews though? It has thirty-five star reviews, and one of them was like, <laughs> "This is so great." Another person goes, "It just arrived. I have not used it yet, but uh, used, I can't wait." You haven't used it yet? Yeah. It's a book. Yeah, to learn the powers of the undercover clitoris. You need to order that, and we need to review it on Twenty Comics. It looks like a comic book. I, that's what it looks like—a book. But I also feel like it's one of those. Uh, Self-help, like, you know, internet for dumb, clitoris for dummies. What would that hurt, Tony? What would it hurt? I don't want to spend... What would it hurt to learn more about female anatomy and how to stimulate a clitoris? 
It can only help you. I could probably write my own book on that. <laughs> no, I don't think you could. <laughs> At this point, you're probably like, where is it? Is it in the asshole? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to buy the book and then lose it. Be like, where's the clitoris? Where's my undercover clitoris? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a weird store wish. I think the weirdest one I saw was these things that were that women can put in their mouth. It looks like something that you would put in your mouth to give like a blowjob because it keeps your mouth open. But they say it's for something else. I can't remember what it oh, was. Well, there's a game that came out with those that you uh... you're supposed to be able to you're supposed to say words. And yeah, put, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Though that's those are used for blowjobs a hundred percent of the time. Who would use those for blowjobs? Why? A hundred percent of the time. I don't know if that every would be person that's owned one of those has put it in their mouth and then given a blowjob just for the fuck of it. <laughs> You talking from experience? No, I don't own one of them. But if I did, I would fucking do that. <laughs> Text your boyfriend now. Hey, if you want a blowjob, <laughs> order this from Wish. Yeah. yeah, he's no fun. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, this uh, episode started off to. Uh... <laughs> you brought up the clitoris. That's your bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Just... You are supposed to tell me about um, your experience with your headset and Matthew's children. Oh, yes. <laughs> is this an on-air or off-air discussion? I didn't, I could, well, I didn't ask that ahead yeah. of time. I mean, I guess it's, it's really quick. So uh, my nephew uh, turned nine this past week, and so uh, few, we gathered in... Uh, nine. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's... I didn't even think of just how much... Yeah. That's old. I know he's old, but then thinking of, like, the last nine years, where the hell have they gone? Right. Oh, little nephew's growing up. Oh. Can't say my little boy, but Matt's <laughs> little boy's growing up. And uh, so I brought my VR headset to my mom's house. Um, it was my brother, his family, me, and my mom and stepdad. And, uh, yeah, let the kids... Watching them, do, mainly just let them do Beat Saber because lightsabers and everything, and watching them like was so cute because they they weren't like trying to like really. I don't think they even knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They were just like looking all around, like everywhere they looked, things just looked like this video that they're right. looking at. So I think they're more uh, transfixed on that than actually playing the game. Uh, Milo, just being a little bit older, um, the siblings kind of did know what he was doing, and, and you could see him flailing. But the funny part was my brother, because <laughs> oh my god, was he, did he get into it? He got really into it, and yeah. so he we put him like you know in not in the well they were in the middle of the living room, but then later on uh, towards the dining room and. Just hearing him go, whoa, it's like bullet time, whoa, while his wife was talking to my mom and we're out talking in the living room and just, we're watching him and just watching him. Oh, I punched you. No, I got, yeah. And just the movements and how immersed he was. And I'm just like realizing this is why I'm going to play this without anyone around because you look ridiculous and sound ridiculous. And I'm a little bit afraid because I did buy a, a zombie game. Did and, you? Yeah, I got the... Um, You're afraid? Are you afraid that, like, 
you're gonna well you said you've been having weird ass dreams yeah well i'm not afraid of the i'm just i would be afraid a bit of like if a zombie like playing it and like a zombie walks up on like behind you and me like jumping a little bit because like i don't know i feel like i have to have like a whole room of stuff that yeah. i can't you know bust yes and your house is not that no no lots of stuff to break everywhere um can you wear it over your glasses or do you have to take your glasses off no you can wear it over the glasses yeah it's uh comes with a, a extra thing to the the circular goggle thing like it's an extra attachment that just makes that come out a little bit more so that has the width of yeah gotcha so and you can buy your own lenses and everything i even uh it's been a while since I've 3D printed anything, but I started looking up of what I could 3D print ah, for attachments, it. Attachments, yeah. And I uh, so far have uh, done a back uh, headrest for the strap that actually is pretty damn comfortable. So I've started to make a couple of those for my coworkers as well. Nice. Uh, they are 10 hour prints. So uh, those hey, are man, kind of. Hey, man, at least you're getting used out of that printer that you bought that you shouldn't have at the time because you didn't have any money. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know what I also did with my stimulus is I bought. Uh, some more upgrades for that as well. Ah, yes. Yeah. I'm realizing I'm like, I really shouldn't, but I'm like, oh, it's extra money that I have. Right. Which I really shouldn't spend on this stuff. No, but... savings. Savings is the response. No, thing no. To do, stimulating. But... Stimulating yeah. the economy. Which I just is... buy more groceries. <laughs> because I, <clears throat> this is my current goal in life, which is going to explain to you exactly how exciting my life is is to figure out a way to to help local farms and businesses and stuff, but also have that shit delivered to my house. So I've put a bunch of things in like these subscription sort of services. So all my coffee gets delivered to my house. I don't even have to think about it. There's this <clears throat> company called Market Wagon where you can order like your milk and butter and eggs and stuff and they come from local farms, but they deliver that shit right to your house. It's pretty great. So I don't have to leave my house. <laughs> Is the exciting part. They just bring that shit to my house. So that's my current thing. <laughs> it's figuring out ways to become more of a hermit. <laughs> well. <laughs> I know, it's very exciting. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we should uh, very get into stuff. some nerdy uh, comic <laughs> stuff. I do want to start off, and I feel like for the next couple of weeks, um, just going to right away, spoiler alert, get it over with. Talking about WandaVision. Yeah. I mean, ah. it is the, right now, the only big thing. American Gods is on as well, which, do you watch that? Okay. It's like the one channel we don't have is Stars. I will, if you're interested in, um, hook you up with that later. But also, uh, maybe I'll do a run uh, of that at some point soon that just yeah. started as well. But, WandaVision, what do you think's going on now? I mean, I my now I'm like, my first thoughts are kind of, like, out the window. Well, it, it's hard, because obviously they're in some sort of um, pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, because what's-her-name got kicked out of it. Um, who she is... She, I mean, she must be part of S.W.O.R.D., right? She had the S.W.O.R.D. necklace on. But that means the other people in the pocket dimension aren't part of S.W.O.R.D., because they were like, we don't know who she is, and she has no home, and it's like... They, the the neighbors getting super weird was the most intriguing part to me because I want to know who they are. Um, 
her having her babies, right? That shit happened in the comic book. She had the twins. Well, you're talking about... Uh, all that stuff. You're talking about when Geraldine got kicked out of yeah. the universe? Well, you know who that is, though, right? No. I don't. So, she is the act. I don't... And that's... They haven't said it for fact in the show, so I can't say that she's Monica, but she's the actress that's going to play Monica Rambeau. Mm. And so I'm assuming she's Monica Rambeau already going in there working for Sword and um Okay, yes. well, that makes sense. Um so I so yeah, so I think setting-wise this is now. Right. This is obviously after Age of Ultron and obviously I think it's after you know, it's Vision has gotten his brain pretty much taken out. Right. The stone. Well, I think that Wanda had a psychic break after the whole Thanos, once she was able to, like, take some time to, like, come to terms with what was happening, mm-hmm. and and she didn't have something, like, she took out her rage, right? There was that whole moment where she was, like, kicking ass in the movie, um, and then after that was over, like, she had time to, like, think about what was happening, and I think she just had some sort of break, right, and created this pocket dimension where Vision was still alive, where she has the kids, because that's what happens in the comic books, is they're fictional mm-hmm. kids who end up not being fictional kids sort of thing. I don't know. They think that Agnes is Agatha Harkness, right? That's the theory right now, who is a witch. I don't... The the neighbor who was slicing through the wall, <laughs> I saw a theory on who he is, but I'm just I just have no idea who they are. Like, I don't want to try and read too much into it because I just kind of want it to play Yeah, and that's what I've I've tried to stay away from any other people making their theories. I'm just more or less going with mine, which is, yeah, she made, I feel like not the, even the moment that Vision did, she just freaked out, did like some power scream and like a a bubble happened, which makes me think then this would be Wakanda. Mm. That is in the outcropping woods area of where Vision died. Maybe not true, and maybe they did stabilize and bring him somewhere else, but obviously it's there's some woods around. It looks mm-hmm. like it's outdoorsy, so where exactly is this happening? And again, the time of when is this happening? Did it happen right at the snap, meaning people this is now the in-between of the two movies? Because mm-hmm. um, then Endgame happens and everyone comes back and the blip, you know, or is this happening now relative to Endgame happened and going forward? Mm-hmm. So this is five years after. So so Sword didn't really go into effect until after Nick Fury came back, though, right? Because that's where we see him at the end of the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the... that's where that's why I feel like it's now. Right. Which then. Makes me wonder what happened in the last five years. Then it's for Tawanda to really then now this happening, right? And is this then her doing, or is this her doing those? I would give anything up. Please grant me this wish, and we all know who House can grant that shit. Grants wishes and everything. Um, I, but I also have a feeling that there is no big bad guy. Everyone's keep thinking that, that you know, be going back bad. to that, the devil in the details, everyone thinks yeah. Mephisto is going to be it, but I don't think so. 
I really think that this is all going to be her. Well, and they those... did show the Grim... I mean, there's, there's like, Easter eggs everywhere. The Grim Reaper's fucking helmet is in the floorboards of their house. Sort of bullshit. But, I yeah, I don't know that there needs to be a big... And I'm cool if there is not. It, it, but I think, too, the those other two uh, people... Uh, are part of her the manifestation? I think they're part of her creating the reality. Do you think that there are people created by her, or do you think they're people who got pulled into it that she knows in real life? Like they seem very like aware, but they also are like she she's not from around here. She's not got a house. Like I almost feel like uh, almost like going into the matrix with like some robot things, knowing that you aren't part of the program. So like when Monica goes in or Geraldine goes in. So if Agnes is Agatha Harkness, right? This ultra powerful witch who trained. So maybe she connected with um, Wanda at some point and this was her way of getting Wanda to really explore her powers or, or, like, heal or something. I don't know. Maybe she is involved in the creation of this. I'm, I'm not sure. I fucking love where it's going, and I love the way they filmed it so far. I appreciate the the filmmaking aspects of it. I really loved, um, in the last one, how when it was in the TV show, basically, that they're in, right? It was the, the box format. Right, oh, but yeah. when she got kicked out of that reality and it went into the real world, it world it expanded into that uh, widescreen format. So it was like the distinction between this is a hundred percent like a TV show sort of reality into like now we're in the real world, and it was so subtle because they just spread it and then they smushed it, and I was like, oh my god, that was awesome. Um, but I'm a film nerd too, so that. <laughs> What's well, that kind of liking a little bit of the aesthetics of all that? Yeah. I but I think what I love enjoy the most is just the creepiness of like vision. I forget exactly what he said, but he was like saying like this isn't right or you know what is going on, and then all of a sudden like she did her witch powers, and then it was the same scene again. But he's like, yeah, hey, honey, and just like you're fucking with him too. Like what is going on? Right. It's yeah. It's it's very interesting, and I'm. <clears throat> At first, I was like, I'm really happy that these are only half-hour episodes because I can get through it real quick and not have to spend... And now I'm like, oh, why aren't they longer? <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was a huge reveal at the end. Yeah. And it still leaves me wanting to know more and having no clue. Yeah, it's really good. Elizabeth Olsen is really... Um, Proving that she is the best Olsen sister at this point. So, <laughs> I had completely forgot about that yeah. until I was, uh, one of my YouTube channels mentioned the show and then was talking about that, and I'm just like, and because they were saying if they don't do a, a reference when they get to the 90s of her, like, um, mm. and I can't even think of Michelle's catchphrase, it's not what I did, did I do that? That's No. Um, uh, you got it, dude. Yeah, or something. Like, like if, <laughs> if she doesn't do something in that realm. Right. And I go, yeah. What? And then that's when it hit me. I go, oh, shit, that's right. Mm-hmm. She's their sister. Yeah. So weird. And she really, yeah, has made it her own. Yeah. She's, so, I, it's funny because we actually had a discussion about the Olsen twins in the house the other day because we were watching a movie 
that had triplets in it playing one baby, right? And so I explained to Connor that, like, the Olsen twins played one character. And I was like, it's funny, because they're super rich. Like, the two Olsen, Mary-Kate and Ashley. And I was like, but they are, like, terrible actresses. Like, they really monetized themselves in a way that was really good for them. I was like, but their sister, man, she's the real talent in that family. (laughs) (laughs) She deserves a fucking Emmy for this shit. She's, it's, especially when, like, you know, it, the, this episode was in the theme of, like, a 70s, late 60s, 70s, like, comedy sitcom, um, sort of thing, and her jumping from that aesthetic into, like, talking about Pietro, which is the first time she's talked about Pietro since Pietro died. Why did she fucking do that? Yeah. Like, why did Geraldine slash Monica... Yeah. Because that's off script, and if you're sent in there to be some reconnaissance, like, you done fucked up. Yeah. So, that, that switch, and then the switch back, just was so nuanced, it was really good. Um, but also, like, are they bringing Pietro back? I mean, he died, yeah, but it's a comic book, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, nobody dies in comic books. So, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also, uh, the twins are worth 500 million. Yeah. That's a lot. It's 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 less than what I thought they were worth, though. Yeah, that's why I thought they were gonna... They might be going through their... They haven't really done anything in a while. No, they just have all their investments in. Yeah. You haven't seen them. I don't know if like, the they really go out. The one was dating a really old Italian dude at one point. Mm. Oh, that's the last I heard. But yeah, they've stayed out of the limelight. Yeah. and They never go back to Fuller House with everyone else. It no. seems like they just have lost touch with. Yeah. But hey, that's okay. Their sister's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, books? Books. Let me go first because mine's real short. Okay. And I know you probably have a thousand. I do. <clears throat> so I didn't, couldn't find anything that came out this week that I wanted to read. There was a lot of DC, like, future state stuff. And I was like, I just don't want to get into that. I don't, it don't, it, I just don't want to. <laughs> and there was nothing Marvel that came out this week. And there wasn't a ton of other stuff that came out this week. So I went back and I saw that <clears throat> Rorschach 4 came out this week, and I was like, fuck, I wanted to read that. Um, so I went back and I got one, two, three, and four. And I read one and two, and holy shit. So I, I bought the first one, and I was like, I'm going to try it out. I'm not going to buy all four until I know that this is something I want to read. Because it's Tom King, and I know he's a good writer, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it could go either way. Um, and I like the Black Label stuff usually, so... Uh, but this book, it was really good. So I went and bought the rest of them so I could read it. It's such a great homage to the way the Watchmen kind of plays out. Very mysterious, like, noirish kind of way. Um, and it, to me, it feels like it plays off of the new show because they mention Oklahoma in it. And how they don't understand how anybody would want to dress up like Rorschach after Oklahoma and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, this is, this has to be tied to the, the TV show. So, um, the, they dig into the, the author who wrote Pontius Pirate, 
which I think was that comic that was running through the original Watchmen, right? Um, oh, the, the Black Freighter. Black Freighter. Oh, Pontius Pirate was one that I think came around outside of that. He was one of those comic book authors from that time. Um, and he's involved in an assassination attempt against a guy who's running against Robert Redford, which is su still such a weird thing <laughs> yeah, to say. Um, <laughs> and um, so right now they're digging into who he is as a person and his accomplice, who was an unknown chick from like Minnesota or Wyoming or something like that. And it they haven't, in, I'm two issues in, and they haven't, gotten anywhere they're still in investigation mode but the way they're running through it it's like watching a procedural on television where you're like really interested in all the little details that they're finding mm -hmm. and you and the you, clues and with watchman books before knowing their symbolism and different yeah, panels and stuff right you're almost looking more than you normally would oh in a for sure they walk into his apartment this this because they both the people who attempt to assassinate the presidential nominee are killed. So this is them trying to figure out their motives and if they're tied to anybody else and stuff like that. So like they go into this writer's apartment and he's got like the wall with his writer's desk and books and pictures. And I'm like there with like getting really close to the screen, trying to see if I'm like, is that a picture of somebody? Is that important? What do those books say? <laughs> trying to pull out any of these tiny little details. Um, which may or may not be important, but it's that that kind of stuff is it's really pulling me in because I'm like they're they're finding all these little tidbits of information and and slowly stringing them together. They're not giving you anything right away. They're not kind of like throwing you any sort of bones, and they're really just pulling you into the like, oh, what are they gonna find next? Oh, what's gonna happen next? I want to know. And there's no. There's no sort of, like, intense action. It legitimately is just, like, a detective book. So the question I'm at now is, is this guy, this writer guy, is he Rorschach? Whatever that guy, I can't remember the guy's name. Walter Kovac, was yeah. that his name? Um, because they ran his prints, and apparently they match his. So... It's unclear as to whether he's modified his fingerprints to match because those people are crazy and it seems like something they would do, or if he's actually him because he's very old. So it could go either way. I mean, we all saw Rorschach die, but again, it's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody actually really dies in these things. Um, so I have two more to go. And I don't know if number four is the last one or not. I didn't look that far into it or if there's going to be more. I hope it resolves itself when I get to the end of it is my only hope. Because these things tend to leave themselves on cliffhangers. And if this is a black label book, that's going to piss me off. Because you know they're never going to get back to it. <laughs> um, but I definitely recommend picking. If you like The Watchmen at all, I would definitely say this is a good one to add to your Watchmen repertoire. All right. Well, we'll get into mine. I was trying to think of some way to tie them all together. <laughs> there, there, there is, but there isn't because I also write a, quite a few books, so it's hard to do them all. 
Uh, and I'm only going to briefly talk about them all because they were all so excellent that I don't want to spoil. However, uh, i got to start with uh, Maestro, Warren, and Pax. Maestro is the one of the Hulk people, right? Yes. Okay. And I, I've i been reading the, the other Maestro series that was like a five-minute issue. Who is Maestro? So he's Bruce Banner. Bruce but Banner. Future, in the future of a dystopia future. Okay. That Did he come out of Secret Wars? Not Secret Wars. What was that one where they put all the worlds together? Yeah, Secret Wars. Was it Secret Wars? No, he didn't come out of He was already uh, established then. Mm. I want to say, because this is talking about Future Imperfect, which had, was an old Hulk story back in 92. I only remember Maestro, though, from an Avengers run is where I first got introduced to him when uh, I want to say it was Tony Stark found some cave drawings that had uh, what looked like um, uh, different timelines of the future. And this was also with the Illuminati and stuff. So it's kind of before the whole Secret Wars. But one of them was the future world with, it said Future Imperfect, and that's where I got to know about the Maestro. Um, but... One of the biggest things that uh, this is following is his rise and who he is, which he is a smart, not uh, genius level smart, but more in the tactician side. Mm -hmm. But he's also a Hulk, and mm -hmm. Hulks are pretty much immortal. Um, actually, the whole new series that started two years ago, Immortal Hulk, finds out that the Hulk is immortal. Bruce Banner can die. But then the Hulk can take over that husk of a body, and mm. then it's just the Hulk. And that That's has happened depressing. before. <laughs> There's shown many times where the Hulk uh, is both, you know, in the mind as well as with the Hulk mind, so that they are two distinct mm -hmm. individual beings. Well, Maestro is also, and it's also uh, another manifestation of the Hulk. There's been multiple different, the Smart Hulk. There's been, Mr., you know, Joe Fix It and everything. Maestro is one of my favorites because he's just, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it my way and I'm a leader. But he's also a fucking asshole. Mm. And within the story so far, again, it's set up to be in the world that we've already known. Um, and this is kind of his rise. Uh, like I said, I didn't read too much of the original um, stories with him just when they crossed over and they introduced him but I want to quick show this if I can quick bring this up but I don't know if I'll be able to because I can't find this here damn it um, I'll just describe it to you though he goes on about uh, you know in some insurrectionists and how uh, you know he's laying down the law and they have to listen to him and they see him coming, and then it, like they're looking through their binoculars, and then it's getting closer, closer, and then there's his face right there, and then they're like, "Kill him! Kill him!" Scream, and, you know, and they're screaming. And he just pretty much goes, "That's not the way to do it. You sound hysterical, which means I know you're scared. What you need to do is say it silently, like this." And then he just whispers, "Kill them!" Mm -hmm. And then these giant robotic dogs kill all these like human soldiers, and I'm like thinking. This is fucking wicked yeah. for, you know, a Marvel book. You know, I'd see this in more of an image or a DC, but for, you know, Marvel, right. it's uh, a bit uh, weird. And 
what happens next is that there's some kids, and these kids are um, are talking about, you know, like, you killed our parents, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I can, you know, I can bring you, you know, or one of the, his troops said, you know, should we kill the kids? He's like, no, they go talk to him. I'll bring you to a, a better place, you know, I'll raise you and whatever. And one of the kids uh, spits in his eye. And he goes, well, do what you want to his troops then. And then you just see the screams. They fucking murdered kids oh my God. in a Marvel book. That's crazy dark. Holy shit. That's some Anakin level shit going on right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, that's within the first couple pages. I don't even need to say more. Wow. But there, there's what, he, as he's obviously taken, taken over, he's still saying there's pockets of resistance. There's some other uh, big bads that, you know, are same power level. But when it comes to the Hulk, pretty much you're not going to beat him. Right. At the end, Doctor Doom. He's the strongest. Doctor Doom shows up at the end, and that's like, ooh, this could be a good, this will be a good battle. But again, you're following this person that is like, fucking evil. Like, yeah. How do you like? Like, I could see killing the soldiers because they're against you, but like when you let your men kill these children right. because they spit on you, wow. Well, how can you? I feel like I would read that and then be like, I can't, I'm not connected to this character. I can't keep reading it. Like, what, what's in it that connects you to the character that's such an asshole that keeps you wanting to read it? I think it's... I'm curious of what is going on in his mind. Like, because I am a Hulk fan. Right. So it's really like, is there any Bruce Banner left? Which there's not. Yeah. But could there be? Maybe? Mm. I mean, I would hope not, or else he let him kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so the next book that, uh, I want to quick bring up, I wasn't going to do this as booze in a book, but, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about it and it's, uh, Van Helsing, uh, issue number 50. I'm just going to say, I have not read any of the Van Helsings before this. But you read this one because of the cover? Oh, well, I mean, Xenoscope, I mean, yes, you pick, you read them because of the covers. No, it's because it was the 50th issue that oh, I was like, okay. okay, something probably big is going to happen in here, which was a giant uh, fight against vampires. But not just on one Earth, but there was a multiverse of vampires coming out, mm. different dimensions. Uh, this had crossover appeal with tons of the other uh, Xenoscope characters, which they tend to do from time to time. But yeah, there was... Uh, and the art... Say what you will about the TNA on the covers. The art in Xenoscope is always on oh, yeah. point. This dude reminds me of Doctor Strange. Um, he's a vampire guy. Anyways, they're talking about how they've you know opened up portals to different uh, the multiverse to pretty much have the vampires going on in there. And from there, you get different uh, the, the heroes, the Black Knight, uh, Robin Hood, um, Jasmine. You know all the all the ladies that are heroes in here. Uh, some of them go to Alice in Wonderland. Uh, there's that Oz. seems like a terrible decision. So all these, all these <laughs> different places coming together. It it was without having known. I know who the characters are because I've read a th- a thing or two here or there. And I guess I probably have read a Van Helsing book before because mm-hmm. I know at least of the character. Uh, however, and then I read some of the um, specials that they come out with every once in a while. But again. Go, going up to this, yeah, no clue. 
But this was easy enough to follow the story. Beginning, you see two humans die, and then the vampires show up, and then they kind of say what they're doing. So you right. kind of really get thrown into the mix, but you know what's all going to happen. And it ends with an end question mark. No. I get There's a word there that says end, <laughs> end. But it's just the way you said it. You're like, it ends with, with an, an end. end. Yeah, most books do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, coming in at like 66 pages. Holy so shit. It was a pretty big book. And like I said, having them, the, the pages were just amazing. Uh, you know, the art style and everything. And just seeing them kind of go into the different worlds and, oh, yeah. and what they were. Uh, yeah, never read any of the Oz books, but still recognizing some of the character designs that they've had in Xenoscope uh, was really great. Uh, but then, this right here is the book that I wanted to review the other week. But uh, I didn't get a chance to read it yet. I think this is going to be one of my new favorite series. Red Sonia, The Superpowers. So, that's Red Sonia. Yep. Is that Shazam? Or, I'm sorry. Shazam? Captain Marvel? It's, what do they it's, fuck it's they, super, What do they call him? In what? DC? What the fuck do they call him now? Superman? No, no, no. Shazam? Yeah, do they call him Shazam? Is yeah, that his yeah, name? His, yeah, that's his name, Shazam, now. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, I'll show you the cover that I enjoyed the most, um, this real-life cover right here. Holy cow. Her nipples are almost showing. How is they not showing on the other one? I think they're photoshopped out there. <laughs> there's no way there's not a nipple at that part So of I will the say, boob. with, uh, people who know what Red Sonia looks like, with chainmail, mm-hmm. uh, bikini pretty much. The most ineffectual chainmail ever created. It is stated in here. Oh, shit, I did forget one funny thing about uh, the Van Helsing with going to the multiverse. There was a multiverse that they went to with, that thing was faster than a speed of bullet. Man, that went by in a flash. And then you see a woman, like, it was pretty much Flash, Superman, oh. and Wonder Woman that were turned into vampires that they then beat up. Uh, I thought it was funny. Why it ties into this, Red Sonia the superpowers is there are some superheroes that come to her world, her Earth, because okay. this also is a multiverse book. Ah. So again, I was trying to tie them all in, but I didn't have any other multiverse books to really do that. <laughs> so what this does is, uh, and the reason why I talk about the bikini is because the the girl on the the superpower team that comes here pretty much says that like, how does that afford any like? protection at all i mean you're covering really your doesn't. nipples your tits and your 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 cooch your undercover clitoris i mean you're just covering <laughs> up from people looking at you exactly right but that's the way she's always looked i remember like my dad had a a, a treasure trove of comic books when i was younger and red sonia was one of them that he had collected when he was younger and just just always been that tna oh yeah <laughs> now uh what I'm liking about this is that starts off with her talking about, you know, magic. You know, yes, she knows there is some magic, but a lot of it is bullshit. And so some people have marked her uh, to be their, I guess, assassin to kill this uh, big bad. And on the way, lightning storm happens that you later find out is actually this team of superheroes coming through the multiverse to this world. Because this is an Earth. And there are multiple other Earths in a multiverse, 
and what this group is is trying to accomplish is they're making contact but almost like how star trek has you're not supposed to contact worlds that aren't of a certain uh i guess you know intelligence level or whatever and they're seeing this world as a primitive world and they aren't supposed to interact with people however there is a rule if there's a metahuman here that supersedes the no contact rule and so they spotted a in the distance someone that has some powers i'm starting to think it might be the bad guy but we haven't even seen the bad guy or what's going on but red sonia finds this group of of heroes here you know captain future vanna mr raven the sword and you know it kind of gives a little bit of what their powers are and everything you know it's the the general you know superman kind of detective mm -hmm. person and everything and this is where you're getting into what they're doing they kind of talk about like i said everything i just said but you have this person it's how only... are they not getting sued by dc he He's... looks like shazam like yeah. the outfit yeah because <laughs> I, I think you can't trademark a lightning bolt on a shirt I, the colors though man Because he doesn't have a, a cape yeah i guess yeah again uh how and why i don't know but i mean that guy looks like the phantom he, <laughs> i like that you know he was really doing pretty well against red sonia until she you know kicks him in the nuts kicks him in the nuts thank and... you that this has been my argument for a really long fucking time is why aren't more people getting kicked in the nuts? Like you could take down the baddest of bad guys with a really hard kick to the fucking nuts. You know what I think of anytime I see kick to the nuts? You ever watch uh, King of the Hill? No, I mean here and there, oh, but yeah. not. there's an episode of uh, Bobby Hill taking. Well, he became like the leader of school, and all the bullies were afraid of him. But later on, Hank found out that the reason why is because. Bobby went to a woman's self-defense class that pretty much taught them uh, to kick people in the nuts. Oh, and he was kicking everybody in the and nuts. And he was kicking the nuts. And then when, when Hank found that out, he was like, Bobby, that's not the way men fight. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> if somebody's attacking you, kick them in the... That's, I taught Connor that. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Fucking pop their testicle. <laughs> I just want to say that this fight, uh, for even that one moment, I'm like, all right, this kind of typical, you know, they meet, but, you know, they'll maybe translate. Fight and then be friends. Because they did need to uh, update their translators to understand their English. And then she starts hearing them, but in her voice, then it sounds more cavemanish mm. the way that she's speaking. Like, before, you speak strange demon tongues, but now I know words you speak, and blah, blah. This is the part that I couldn't fucking believe. She fucking killed one of the guys. Wow. Like, and then Superman Shazam comes back, and it looks like she's fucking sliced him as well. Like, this is an interesting book. Because, as they were saying, there's multiple worlds. They even said something about how the reason why they don't want to interact with certain worlds is because of the one time. of, And they said some random, you know, Earth... 795 I forget which exact one of obviously then someone probably power hungry and, and took over so they have their protocols and everything I'm I, I don't know it's just it's it's Red Sonia with superheroes does Red Sonia take place in the Conan universe yes yeah okay and so 
this is almost like because Conan's now part of Marvel and right. he's been on the Savage, so this is like Dynamite Savage Avengers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so interesting. But I I really liked it because it, it it went in places that I did not see coming, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to this series. So, yeah. Huh. Cool. Is that all you got? Yeah, except for booze and a book. You got any newsy news? There wasn't. I looked. I looked. I didn't look for long, so I didn't hardly see anything. So, there isn't much, to tell yeah. you the truth. Uh, did you watch the King Kong trailer? I did. Oh, my God. How did he get so fuck? How did Kong get so big? Well, it's been like 50 years since the Kong movie, Skull Island, right? I know, and they even said that he wasn't as big. Said, But this is, I feel like, the biggest Kong ever. Well, I guess old school he was the size of Godzilla before. but State Building. No, well, no, he, he climbed, climbed it. State this would be him bigger than the Empire State yeah. Building. And that's where it's just like, that's huge. I, my feelings on all of these movies is this. Don't, don't, don't give me don't. a plot. I don't fucking care. I literally don't care what happens in this movie at all. Zero percent. I just want to see these two fucking monsters fight each other. That's all I want. That is all I want. And if you give me five minutes of that and the rest is fucking story about human beings, I'm going to be mad. Because <laughs> I don't care about any of those people. <laughs> I just want to see monsters fight each other. And that part of the trailer looked fucking awesome. I just excited. I just rewatched The King of the Monsters uh, this past weekend. Yeah. And I... It's a solid movie. Like, even for the, the human elements of it, I, I would have to say, too, though, I, yeah, I want giant monsters fighting, and I really enjoyed those more, especially when there was multiple different monsters. Mm-hmm. But I also have to say, if it was just them fighting, <sighs> it probably wouldn't have been... You need to have some sort of reason behind. Yeah, and the I monsters. Liked, well, they, <laughs> That's the reason. I like the lore that they threw down okay. with it, and being part of protecting the Earth, and pretty much saying, you know, there's a shit ton of them. So yeah, I I enjoyed that movie for what it is. I think this will probably have some of those elements in there, but uh, I, I want to just see them fight. But I don't think that. Who do you fight, root for? Fight, 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 fight. Like King Kong supposed to be the good I don't guy, care. but you root for Godzilla because yeah. he's the protector. Yeah. So that made King Kong bad, but no, because he's protecting that little girl. I, well, I mean, it's gonna there's gonna be a a bigger bad, and they're gonna yeah. team up, and it's gonna be fucking superhero movie. We'll get to watch it on HBO because it's going to be a oh, theater right. HBO co-release. So maybe, that'll be exciting. Maybe it'll be a good one for once. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. It, I'm I'm hoping it's yeah. going to be good. But I'm also, like, I understand if it, if it won't be. Yeah, again, I just want the fights to be good. Like, I'm not ever going to say King Kong is one of my favorite movies or Godzilla is one of my favorite movies. Like, they're not. They're just not. But, you know, give me a good monster fight and I'm good. <laughs> um. All right, so then let's see. We have uh, the only other two things that I heard about. 
is, and you wouldn't care so much about this, but it is actually pretty big news for a bunch of nerds. Is the D and D uh, show? The, the what? The D and D show? Is that what you're talking about? Oh no, that's not what you're going to talk about. There's Are you talking D- about Critical Role? There, no, there's a D oh, Dungeons and Dragons show in development. There, yeah, well, I've known that's been in development for a while, and so has the the movie. No, uh, the WWE Network is going to be no more. Oh. It's moving to Peacock. Oh. An exclusive deal there. Which is going to make the network cheaper because Peacock right now I think is four ninety nine or five ninety nine, and the mm-hmm. network is like 10 bucks or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is giving Vince McMahon a huge payday for nothing because he doesn't have to then deal with the subscriber or anything. He's getting like... I don't even know what the Let's deal is. Let's be clear. Vince McMahon was not dealing with subscriptions. <laughs> but, okay, what did I say? The, the, the revenue coming in yeah. then is not something that's pitiful. It's a big windfall now. Right. And then Peacock can, can have those the rights to all those streaming. And also wondering, you know, there's a lot to do with this. This just broke today, actually. And so I've been kind of following it a bit to see what's all going to happen. There's also been news that uh, I want to say NBC Sports is closing down, which means they won't have uh, a channel to stream their sports. And so NBC, who also, I think they're a Viacom company. I can't remember how half the shit works with with the things. And then I even know some of this. uh, Is going to see a reduction in... Where where are different uh, sporting events going to be airing then? Well, they have the USA Network. Well, USA Network currently also has a lot of WWE content. Where are they going to push that? Is they going to push it then to the network instead of having it on USA? A lot of stuff going on that, like I said. You were like super on point when you said that I wasn't going to care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you throw wrestling in there, but you added sports onto the end. And I was like, I'm out. At least wrestling, I kind of, like, have a little bit of a foot in. <laughs> you at least know who Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> right. I used to watch wrestling <laughs> back in the day. But, you know, not right now. But then you throw actual sports in there. I'm like, who the fuck cares? I don't care if they air anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's uh, talks of a live-action Harry Potter series. Oh, I was like... The movies were live action. Well, that's what when they say live action, it's more or less because you know it could easily be a cartoon right. or something. Series, I yeah. gotcha. And not much is known about what this could be. It's gonna be the tales of Beetlebard. I hope so. That would be cool. I don't. It'd be interesting it's if the only it's Harry Potter book I read. Different, uh, yeah, different stuff in that universe. Yeah. If it's a retelling of the movies, I no, will. Thanks. No, I will then directly be like. Uh, Warner Brothers, you want to know why you fucking suck at all movies? Because you make these terrible choices. Like, who wants to see that? Nobody. Um, But I do want to see more of the world, because... What if they did, like, an office-style television show, but Harry Potter? (laughs) Like, what do they call those those shows? The the... style... Reality, like, like the, camera like, reality. The, yeah, the testimonial style shows. That would be funny. That would be funny to me. Or like a um, Saved by the Bell. 
Because they're out of school, and they're high schoolers, right? So what if they did, like, a Saved by the Bell-esque sort of show? Oh, my God. And, and Harry, Harry being Zach. <laughs> Giant <know>. douchebag. <laughs> I would and, get behind either of those would, ideas. Would Ryan be Screech? <laughs> did you ever watch, speaking of um, mystical sort of things, did you ever watch The Winx Club? The what? Do you know what the Winx Club is? Wink? Winx? No. It's like this animated show that was created in France that was about fairies. It was really popular. I want to say it was early 2000s is when it came out. They have a live action television show based on this cartoon on Netflix now. Okay. Is it adult? Or is it, it or it's, for kids? It's like, well, no. It's like uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch sort of vibe to it. And Connor and I rolled past it, and we saw it, and then we rolled back to it, and we were like, Winks? Winks? Like, Winks Club? Because it was 100% like one of those shows that was made for little girls. Oh, oh, this is why I know about it, because it's called Fate, the Winks Saga. Yes. yes. And saw one of my friends posts about that, I go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's based on a cartoon called The Winks Club <laughs> about fairies. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just it blew my mind. Look at that up right now and this is uh I do I think I recall the name of this probably cuz my sister probably had a toy or two of the fairies or something but Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd share with our audience. It was on for 8 seasons. It's oh, it's Italian. It's an Italian-American animated series. For, for Nickelodeon and it started in 2004 and it was on for eight seasons it was like super duper popular but also it'd be like taking Rainbow Bright and making a live action Rainbow Bright show but making it like dark but now I realize that I really want to see that so <laughs> <laughs> as it's coming out of my mouth I'm like wait a minute I would fucking watch the shit out of that so maybe I get it the people who watched this show as kids are probably now adults and are like, oh my god, you know it would be awesome? <laughs> Winx Club, but for us. <laughs> um, so, the new teasers for the event that's going to be happening in Marvel is Heroes Reborn, which we've already had that. We've had, oh, well, we've had the Heroes Return. No, yeah, they've been reborn as so well. So that means, like, because right now they're doing the Phoenix, a Phoenix event, right? So we're seeing rehashes of everything. So then everything's going to come to an end, and then they're going to be reborn. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Except for what this whole thing is about, which is it's a universe where the Avengers never formed. Iron Man never uh, created oh, his armor. It's a, a uh, alternate reality. Yes. But I it, see. But it's going to take over the book, so it's going to be one of those, again, House of M something where... Uh, so let me just get through where uh, Thor is a drunk and hates hammers and he's an atheist where uh, Steve Rogers is still frozen because they never formed the Avengers to thaw him out so it's a world without Avengers but they're still superheroes sure. uh, Squadron Supreme is going to be the key group and everything okay. but uh, Wakanda is a myth and it's and the only person that remembers it all is Blade so Blade's going to be the center of this story. That's an odd choice. Yes, out of anyone, yeah. I would not have picked that. Why but also, I hate... Because there's always that person that remembers it. Usually it's Wolverine, you know? 
And Blade is an exceptional alternative to Wolverine because they both have the same attitude, right? He, they're, the, <laughs> yeah. they're the guy that's like telling you all of this shit and you're like, you're an asshole. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just... It, it... Yeah, that's crazy. I do want to read the book where Thor is an atheist and a drunk and hates hammers. Like, I don't want anything to happen in that book just, uh, except just following him in a day of his life. Like, that's all I want. Well, see, so it goes on a little bit more with the teaser of, like, you know, and they're... Uh, the Squadron Supreme of America is going to fight their fiercest forces, such as Dr. Juggernaut, the Black Skull, and the Silver Witch, and Thanos. <laughs> and his Infinity Rings. So... This is going to be one of those mashups where they're mashing up villains, characters. Right. So, wait, who is the first one? Uh, Dr. Juggernaut. Yeah. So that's what? Dr. Doom and the Juggernaut? Probably. And then Black Skull? So that's Red Skull and who? I don't know. Black Mask? He's not oh, that's DC. Marvel. Maybe he's just Red Skull, but his face is black. Seems uh, racist. Uh, um, <laughs> and Silver Witch. So what is that? Scarlet Witch and Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. That might be interesting. I would. Maybe I don't. Know. I don't know what. That's an interesting. How would that happen? How would because? I was thinking maybe Silver Sable. Oh maybe. I mean, that would make more sense because Silver Surfer is like that's his. It's not like. It's not like Galactus made him look like that. That's what he. Imagine like. some. <laughs> Uh, cosmic power with chaos magic. Oh, that yeah. would be actually pretty. We already know power. Wanda's like yeah. she can fuck shit up on her own. So <laughs> it's 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 interesting because you you ha- you have this world set up to where no Avengers. So you have other people are going to be normal or the same, maybe having different kids. But Fantastic Four should all be the same. You would think. Meaning you'd think Doctor Doom would be the same. Actually, no. Ooh. Maybe that is Doctor Doom, but he finds the crystal instead. Oh. Instead of Kane Marco. Yeah. Okay, I can actually get behind that one now. But again, if they're going to blend some of these other bad guys together, it's just weird. Unless they're just doing it more as the name and like this person grew up more this way than that way. Because I don't want to see a mashup world again. We've seen a lot of those, and they can be fun, but... yeah. It'd be because they don't really do like all the mashups I've seen have been hero mashups, and I guess in those books you get a little bit of a villain mashup, but they've never really focused on the villain mashups. Mm-hmm. So that can be interesting. I am intrigued, definitely. Like the Doctor Juggernaut one, that storyline makes sense now that you've said it. Uh, Black Skull to me just seems like a different path that the Red Skull took. Yeah, maybe he took over because there was no Captain America to defeat him. Maybe. Um... Silver Witch is the one I'm most interested in because I am like, if that's a mashup, who is it that she's mashed up with? And what does that mean? Because again, if it's Silver Surfer, like, he's the Silver Surfer because he's from a planet where they all look silver. It's, (laughs) you know, it's not like, so is she from this planet and also a witch? Or is it Silver Sable? Yeah, or someone else that's silver. How does she become, how does Silver Sable become Silver Sable? The more I say it, the less it sounds like an actual word. Yeah. Silver Sable. <laughs> <laughs> she gets, like, electrocuted or something, doesn't yeah, she? I can't recall, really, yeah. for her powers and everything. But it's... Yeah, I don't know. About, the one that I just love, though, they have all new names. 
and Thanos. And Thanos. <laughs> and he's, but he has an upgraded, not a gauntlet, but his Infinity Ring. So, yeah. okay, merging the Infinity Stones with the Ten Rings, yeah. the Mandarin's Ring. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Uh, this, uh, damn it. So I was going into this saying I don't fucking want this. You're going to have to read it because I don't want to. I just, I want a year, <laughs> just a year yeah. where nothing happens. Like I could, you could have, I, yeah, yeah, have a crossover small thing with uh, two issues of Fantastic Four come with uh, Avengers because they're fighting Doctor yeah. Doom. We don't need a world-ending bad guy. You can even have Doctor Doom say, I'm going to have this bomb that's going to blow up the world, but Reed takes care of it. And it happens just in those books. Yeah, in book events, like the X-Men. And that you don't need to read... Right. Yeah, have it in close what they are, and then I'd be okay with it. I want to have, like, a clean palette, but I can't because they keep doing all this shit. Right. But now, as you just said, though, too, you gave me the idea, they're doing the Phoenix again, they're doing Heroes Reborn, are they going to... They already did a Civil War again, which they don't need to revisit that. Are we going to get to another scroll invasion? Are they really just recopying the early 2000s? And my thought is yes, because they have run out of ideas. The House of Ideas yeah. is no more. That makes me sad, because you know there are ideas out there. But this is also made by Jason Aaron, so I really enjoy yeah. his writing. So I'm going to fucking like this. I'm already Jason shitting on Aaron it. Jason Aaron pisses me off. He is a really good writer. But he fucking takes too long to reveal shit. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand building, like, tension. But, like, it took, like, a hundred issues of Thor to find out who Lady Thor was. <laughs> Seems completely unnecessary. <laughs> Once you found out who it was, you were like, well, that is dumb that I had to wait long for that. <laughs> it's a dying Natalie Portman. <laughs> oh uh, man so uh yeah this is what uh that's news newsy news i didn't i didn't really have i like i said i didn't really see anything I didn't... oh scarlet witch is with the enchantress okay i just found that out oh well that's interesting and Encha- i always forget that there's i was like enchantress is a dc villain but that's right there exists in both um so like years and years and years ago this is less news and more of like a, hey guys check this book when it comes out um there was this book out that came out that i reviewed called destiny new york and it's written by pat shan and he had released it independently through kickstarter and i have all three trade paperbacks because um, it's just really good it's about a it's about a witch who um she's not really a witch but it's like it, it it's a world that exists like today's world except there are it is understood that there are people with powers and they only have them for a certain amount of time and then they lose them so it's like all of the people who have powers in the world are all teenagers which comes with its own kind of unique set of problems right because teenagers are fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> so like there's this whole school forum and stuff like that it's a really really good book um, and it's actually coming out uh, for mass release through Black Mask. So if you guys see it, you should definitely pick it up. I, it's highly recommended by me. Really good, really well-written book. Uh, and the art in it is also really amazing. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I think Pat Shand is an amazing writer and uh, I don't think he gets as much credit as, as he is due. So. 
All right, well, booze in the book this week is uh, Second Coming, Only Begotten Son. Oh, is this the one where Jesus comes to Earth? Is this an Ahoy book? Yes. But this one has less to do with Jesus and more to do with uh, Sunstar, the The Superman hero within this. And it's great where... This book is about um, uh, Krypton, or for them, it's called Zirconia. (laughs) Everything's made out of crystal. That's funny. (laughs) And uh, again, the same thing's happening on the planet. It's going to blow up. But the main uh, son, I think his name is Sunstar? His dad's name is Sunstar, too? Um comes home from work and his wife's just like you know what's wrong blah blah, blah tell me and then he's just like Rose's gonna blow up tonight at 9pm and she's like what <laughs> and then from there they're having house guests over who are assholes and they're gonna have to interact with them and ultimately like just everything made out of crystals everything <laughs> like they're really going heavily in the parody of this which I, I loved um, tenfold and uh, it, it ends with it blowing up and then them being on Earth and, you know, and then back with Jesus being there. So Jesus shows up kind of at the end and they're mm. talking about their kid that they're going to have because within the first uh, second coming, when Jesus first comes to this Superman analog. Uh, he found out his girlfriend was pregnant. They they couldn't have children. Oh. But then God at the and end then of Jesus that showed up. Matthew, well, God at the end of it for helping Jesus said, you know, ah. you can, you know, yeah, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. He pulled a Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible if it does come out and then Superman wants to punch God. But uh, all in all, like I said, when this got taken from DC, like it was, it was stupid. Like they gave into pressure that was not needed because this the first series and even this one that didn't even have is not like bashing religion it's not that at all right. it's actually a really good book to yeah. you know and well that's what i thought too when i read it because um anyone who listens to this podcast knows i'm like a raging atheist um i never knew that but i uh have a deep respect for anyone who practices a religion well which is to say they're not overly hypocritical. Um, and I get it. But, and so when I read that book, I was like, am I going to get joy out of this as an atheist and, and then making fun of it? Or am I, gonna, am I just going to get joy out of this because it's a good comic book? And it was the latter. And they thought they did a really good job of like following the tenets of Christianity and like exemplifying those without also being like, this is book about religion. Here's my religion. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Yeah, so. it was, uh, it's one of those things, like, when, you know, my brother's a, a little more religious than me and not even getting into my thoughts on everything of it, uh, also it was, like, the same point, like, that was pretty good. Yeah. And and so, uh, if this is the perfect way to pair our booze with this, because this is the second uh, series, so it's going to continue on a couple more issues of this, uh, how Ahoy does that a lot. But, uh, yeah, the first one was a surprise hit. It came out of nowhere. It's, yeah. Ahoy really does, I hope that they're doing well as a company, because they put out some really good shit, and and I hope that people are picking it up. 
We've always been a proponent of Ahoy since yes. they started, and I know you read it, read them more than I do. You you kind of make a point to catch one every once in a while, which is good. But they really are. They seem to put out some quality, weird, but fun sort of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And so we are pairing that. So I brought a tropical smoothie seltzer with me to the podcast tonight, and I had Tony try it, even though it's against COVID protocols. Um, <laughs> and it says it's a seltzer, but you don't get a seltzer vibe from it at all. No. Like 0% seltzer. It tastes like juice, like mm-hmm. you're drinking a can of juice that also it has 5% alcohol in it. Um it's delicious, and it tastes like a tropical smoothie. It's got peach and pineapple and passion fruit in it, and it's fucking delicious. It felt smoothie-ish when it, I was drinking it. It was like, creamy in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but it's true. Um, it's from a company that I've really been enjoying called Untitled Art, Untitled Art out of Wisconsin. <clears throat> this one is a... They do, like... And a lot of breweries do this, where they do, like, the collaborations with other companies and they'll put like something out together so this is in collaboration with Omnipoyo who I don't know who they are but they their their little baby that they made is delicious um highly recommend any any untitled art I mean if you see it in a store just pick it up and try it it's all really good really really good if you're in Grand Rapids Martha's Vineyard carries it <laughs> okay, well I plan on getting some more of that cuz that was I'm not <laughs> I'm not against seltzers and everything, but that being the craze now, it's like, okay, dime a dozen, they all taste the same. I like a good seltzer, and and I want it to taste like something, and this definitely does. The other one that I had from them that was a seltzer was an imperial seltzer, and it was 9.5% alcohol, which I've never had in a seltzer before, and usually anything that's 9.5% tastes like alcohol, and this did not, and man... I tell ya, I picked it up not realizing that it was 9.5% because I'm like, it's a seltzer. It's 5%. That's like the generic percentage for a seltzer. Five across the board. No matter what seltzer you get, it's 5% alcohol. So I drank it and I was like, I'm fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) And I read the can and I was like, oh my God, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, check them out. All right, well, that does it for me this week. Uh, I'm going to make this promise now that next week, Linz will come uh, with more news. You're going to promise something for me to do? Yeah. That's not going to work out You can for promise you. something for me to do. <clears throat> that you're going to post our podcast on time? Are we both going to have failed promises here? <laughs> That's how we keep each other in check. <laughs> we don't do a very good job at that. I'm just like, hey, man, did you post our podcast? And then I never follow up. <laughs> I just keep looking at my phone. Did he post it? No, he didn't. But I don't text you. <laughs> you need, I need those simple reminders. <laughs> I'm just, I know if I text you, I'm like, I'm going to, you're going to be like, well, can you post it? And I don't want to. So. <laughs> so I just let it sit out there for infinity. <laughs> oh, well, stay thirsty for. Broken promises, because that's all we got. 